0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Fight For You Podcast. Fight For You Podcast shares the most vulnerable parts of our lives, stories that are rooted from pain, heartache, grief, and love. And each guest gets to share their voice. A story about how their greatest obstacles or new beginnings and how they can overcome it and grow to continue to be a better person now our voices need to be heard more than ever sharing our voices hold power knowing that someone has gone through a similar struggle and you can too fight for you is now not all about our greatest obstacles but about new challenges fitness well-being friends social media and overall mental health and i'm so happy you are here so welcome back to fight for you podcast this is my first episode back since being in college and i'm really excited to continue to share my story as well as others here on the podcast i am going to be changing routes just a little bit with the podcast and now we're going to be focusing on all sorts of things such as fitness wellness, overall well-being, friends, school, mental health. We're talking about it all on here and we're definitely trying to expand. So thank you guys for all helping me be able to do that. I finally have my feet on the ground here. I know where all my classes are finally and I know what I'm doing. So that's very helpful and I'm ready to just get back into it, continue to share Mental health awareness, something that I love so dearly and is really, really close to my heart. So let's get back into it. I am your host, Lily Podolsky. If you are new here, thank you. If you are returning to listen, thank you. It all really means a lot to me and has been such a journey since starting this podcast back in literally what, COVID times, which is crazy. So, today's episode is about Sophie Cohen, more commonly known as SoCo. Sophie is three years old, living out her lifelong dream of working in the fashion industry in New York City. Sophie graduated from Tulane University in May of 2020, but originally from the same hometown as me, Seattle. Sophie's journey is one of following her heart, pursuing her passions, stepping outside of her comfort zone, and working towards becoming the woman she has always dreamed of, but also sharing it with the world. If you want to learn more about Sophie, continue on. All right, everybody, I'm here with Sophie today. I'm super excited. This is my first podcast back since being in college. So hi, Sophie. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thanks
0: for having me. Yes, of course. I'm so glad you can be here with me. So we're just going to get right into it. And we're kind of going to go back a bit in- from your childhood. So do you want to tell us a little bit about you, who you were when you were younger?
1: Yes. Um. It's crazy because I always say that I think I am like exactly like my younger self. <laughs> like I've kind of haven't changed that much, even though so much has changed. Um. I was always super girly. Um, I always loved fashion from a young age. I was always playing around in my mom's closet, my grandma's closet, my cousin's closet. I have so many pictures of me when I'm little, like putting on high heels and all that stuff. I always, when I was a kid, I refused to wear anything but pink, which I'm sure we'll get into that now, but that has become a big part of my DNA and my sense of style now, um, But yeah, you know, and it's funny, when I was a kid, I was really shy. That was something that I think has changed a lot, but I was a really shy little girl. Um, But yeah, I've always kind of had this girly, fashion-obsessed way about me. And I also grew up from a young age. Something really big in my childhood was because both of my parents are from New York. Um, I visited New York every summer with my mom and my brother and just you know went all over new york new york city long island visited family visited friends and i feel like doing that in my early years really impacted me of like what i wanted to do later in life and i think like from literally the first minute i can remember being in new york i kind of like knew that that was where i wanted to be yeah for sure do
0: you think do you think it like was kind of embedded then is that's why you like just love fashion so much or did you always look at magazines or what was it to you that just was like, I have to do this for, Mm -hmm. for, for my career? Like, I want to do this. I want to be in New York because you kind of were like set and sewn with it from a really young age. I mentioned when I introduced you that we met from our parents when I was younger and you were always like the older girl with the cool fashion. And I was always like, where does she get these ideas from? Where is she seeing this? Like from where we're from, you know, you don't see all those people all the time on the streets with like that bright outfit. So where did that like really come from?
1: Yeah, well, I think, I mean, it's funny, the older I get and, you know, the more I talk to my parents and grandparents, I think it's like kind of embedded in our blood. Like, you know, my mom has worked in the industry. My grandma, even my grandpa worked in retail still uh, up until a couple of years ago. So, you know, I think- part of it is like, I grew up around it and it's what so many people in my family did. But I think also because I g- grew up and like lived in Seattle, but then I had that experience going to New York, you know, I remember from a young age, I really also loved like having unique pieces. Um, I would go to New York and, you know, do a bunch of back to school shopping. We went over the summers. And then I remember coming back to Seattle and like, <coughs> doing a fashion show for all my friends of all of these like things that I got in New York that they didn't, they had all these stores there that they didn't have in Seattle. So I think I, you know, started that and then I realized how much like I liked having this unique sense of style and like having these unique pieces that not everyone had. And I think, you know, that was really the start of when I realized, okay, like I love fashion. I love shopping, you know, it's fun, Mm -hmm. but it also- is a way for me to express myself, um, to the world and show my individuality and my personality through the way I dress. Um, so yeah, I, it, I literally can't even remember a specific instance of me, like loving fashion. You know, I grew up like watching a bunch of fashion related like TV and movies and reading all the magazines and, you know, looking at the running it all, (laughs) (laughs) All, but I think, um, and it was always just super present in my life. But then when I was in high school, actually, I guess we're moving a couple of years ahead, but this is how I kind of realized it was going to be a career for me. When I was in high school, I was a very, very good student, straight A, like perfectionist, you know, and I still love my fashion, but I didn't realize at that point in time that fashion was like a potential career path for me. Um, you know, I was so set on like getting good grades and, you know, I thought I wanted to go into psychology and I don't know. I just wasn't thinking of it as a career path. And then my senior year of high school, when things slowed down a bit, I started a style blog, which is now my full-time Instagram, um, just for fun, because I was like, as you said, you know, in Seattle and especially at my high school, people were, everyone at Issaquah high school wore, lululemon leggings and uggs to school yeah so
0: that was my yeah so that was my next question for you is i've 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 come from the same area as you and i've talked about this a lot on my podcast is i didn't always feel like i could be like exactly who i wanted to be or share exactly what i wanted to be because of that stereotype that we had where we grew up and i mean i'm sure other people had the same thing but i was going to say you always wanted to express yourself but you weren't always able to because at the same time you wanted to, but then everybody else is doing one thing. So how are you able to do that and become confident in your true self and then build that page?
1: Yeah, totally. So I guess this kind of like works perfectly continuing that story. But yes, when I was a senior in high school, sometimes I honestly felt like a little like, I, I never truthfully. And now that I'm in New York, I don't think high school was like my place where I like Was my best self and really came into myself because you know, at that age, especially high school, college age, you are, you know, there's this societal pressure to fit in and do what everyone else is doing. And you know, even though I knew like my outfits were cool, sometimes I felt like a little weird, like showing up to school and something different and just not what everyone else was wearing. Like, I remember this one guy I knew, like, one time told me he's like, Oh, your outfit's really interesting. And my friend was like, are you kidding me? She's the most stylish person at this school. Don't say, but you know, like sometimes people don't get it in like the small town of Issaquah High School when I'm trying out these fun things. And at that age, it's kind of hard. Um, But on the other hand, I did have like so much positive reinforcement from my friends and the people that were close to me. And, you know, I did get so many compliments on my outfits growing up. Um, How do you put this together? I love this outfit. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this Instagram page just for me, like just for fun and for my friends. And then it's a place where I can like, remember all my outfits. You know, I was kind of bored. I was like, this is just fun and creative. And this was like before the time of influencers, really like, I I like to say it was a tiny bit ahead of the time. Like it was really, you know, just like a fun thing for me, but then at school, it kind of like picked up a little bit of attention because not a lot of people were doing that at the time. Yeah. And so people like loved it style. They're like style was so style was so cool. And I honestly got such a positive response to doing it and saw that, you know, people liked getting fashion tips and people, you know, looked to me for things like that. And that one, first of all, it made me realize on the career side, like, okay, maybe this whole fashion thing is something that I actually am talented at and it's not just a hobby. Like maybe this Mm -hmm. is a skill that I can use in my career. Mm -hmm. And then I think it also made me realize that like, truthfully, I strongly believe like the only thing you can get out of putting yourself out there is respect, you know? And I think the older I get and the more you mature, like I think in high school, it's hard because you deal with a lot of people who aren't fully mature yet. So they, yeah, that comes off as jealousy. And Mm -hmm. I, I dealt with that throughout high school, college, you know, it doesn't go away. People who aren't fully secure in themselves are jealous, but, you know, I was able to realize that, okay, that's not my problem. You know, that's something that they're dealing with. And I found that putting myself out there, people really respected it and liked it and it inspired other people to do the same. And I think, you know, it's a scary thing to step outside of the box and do something a little bit different. And, you know, I wasn't even doing anything that astronomical. Like I made an Instagram account, but, you know, in high school is a scary place. And I think I just really learned by continuously putting myself out there that like, it, it can only bring good things. And yeah, absolutely. You are unapologetically yourself. You attract the right things the right people and all the right experiences
0: yeah absolutely and I think that's true like something that's so true is when people you know do something different like it obviously is going to attract attention and that was the same thing that I like noticed when I started the podcast is people were like what is going on why is she doing this because it's not something you see every day um especially growing up um, mm-hmm. in Issaquah probably <laughs> but then you went on to Tulane University and you kind of just like embraced the account there I feel like I yeah. was again younger than you but still was like following along obviously through myself my mom your mom and you really just embraced it you had more to hear, you had it all so will you tell me about like the fashion opportunities you took advantage at Tulane and like how Tulane kind of you know put that all into <laughs> perspective for you
1: Um, I think Tulane was like such a big moment for me. Um, You know, that was also like a kind of out of the box thing. I had that gut feeling when I visited Tulane, but it was so out of the box at the time for anyone in Seattle. And I knew nobody going there. I, you know, and it was the best decision I ever made. Like I had the best time there. I loved it so much. And I think I really came into myself at Tulane um and I think being at Tulane I realized oh my god high school was like like I have something <laughs> I have some great people from high school but like my high like that those those were not my people like I don't look back at high school and miss it ever um but yeah <laughs> Tulane was just and I think at that by the time I went to Tulane I kind of was like okay like I want to like pursue this fashion thing like I want to get involved in as many things I can, as as I can you know, I continued with the blog and that also like became a personality like thing for me at Tulane. And I think too, like when you put yourself out there and put like this image out there about yourself, people start to associate you with it. And that's a good thing. It's like, you're just like creating your personal brand and like, you know, you have a style blog and you make it known like people are going to be like, oh, Sophie has style. Sophie's a fashion girl. Like they associate you with you. They associate you with that. And then in turn, like they think of you for opportunities for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was at Tulane, Tulane actually wasn't a fashion school at all. Barely any fashion opportunities. But um, I got involved in a ton of different things. I wrote for we had like a lifestyle magazine called the Crescent magazine Um where they had a fashion and beauty section. So I started writing for the Crescent. I wrote fashion articles and I ended up becoming the editor of the fashion and beauty section when I was, I think when I was a junior in college, so that was one That's thing awesome. I did. Yeah. And I know that like most colleges have some sort of newsletter or anything, like some sort of place where you can write about fashion. And it's a great way to get involved. Um, I also worked at a consignment store in New Orleans. I started working at this place called Swap Boutique my sophomore year and it was such a great experience. I think that people really look over like working in a store as fashion experience because everyone wants like the big glossy internship, but working in a store is actually like such good experience because you firsthand see like what customers are looking for. You know, now that I work in corporate, fashion. Like I am talking about customers all day, but I never interact with them. Um, so I think it was a great experience and also working at a consignment store, like people bring in their clothing. It was like a higher end consignment store. So, you know, I had to be really on the pulse of like what brands were cool, what trends are cool, you know, like what clothes should we take versus not. So I was like a sales associate there at first. And then I ended up doing some like social media and like freelance work for them. Um, Throughout the rest of my college experience, I also my school had a Hillel, which is like a Jewish center most colleges have them and they had this great program called Tulane Jewish leaders, which basically was a program where you could like start any initiative you want, they had all of these different things and I joined it when I was a freshman I didn't really do anything with it. And then they like reached out to meet with me and I was, they were like, what are you interested in? And I was like, well, I'm really interested in fashion. I also love sustainable fashion. So me and like the girl who, you know, ran the program, we had this idea to start this clothing swap, um, which was so great, a great way to promote sustainable fashion. Basically, we would host them like every month at Hillel, people would sign up, bring the clothes they want to get rid of. We kind of set it up like a store and like, you know, people shop and Mm -hmm. shop and yeah. that was such a great thing to put on my resume because it was really like my thing that I started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think like, you know, for anyone out there who's listening, who's in college and feels like there's not a lot, lot of opportunities, like, you know, that's not an excuse. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> if the opportunity's not there, like you've got to make it happen for yourself. Um, and I think Tulane was like a really great way for me to learn how to like, you know, really just like make all these things happen for myself. And it also yeah. helped me like find like you know, people with similar interests. And yeah, know, I just think it was a great community. I think so many college, like, I think people, I had a lot of friends in college who didn't get involved in anything, which is totally fine. But I think at, so many colleges there's so many awesome things to get involved with and I feel like all of these things really really like helped build up my totally.
0: yeah no and I agree now with you.
1: I'm actually like in the process of planning a clothing swap at Bloomingdale's for oh our- so that's awesome you know it follows you like throughout everything
0: everything literally everything yeah no so I wanted to ask you so Every summer, because I've kind of grown up watching you, knowing you, every summer you went to New York, obviously, but when you were in college, you kind of took on the responsibility of like finding an internship for yourself or doing some type of something there. And will you tell me your most, it's going to be hard. I know this is going to be hard for you, but what was your most valuable lesson you took from those opportunities during the summer?
1: That's great. I think my (laughs) most... Oh, so many lessons, but I think one of the most valuable lessons, and I think this is just a valuable lesson for if you want to work in fashion in general, but just a life lesson in general is networking is absolutely everything connections and the way you are with people is so important. And just to add a cherry on top, literally be nice, like being a nice human will get you so far. I think in fashion, there's like, you know, because of all these movies, like the devil wears Prada and just like, whatever, all of these different, like reputations of the industry, like, you know, there's this reputation that people are like bitchy and like whatever. And yeah, I think there definitely are a lot of people, but what I will say from my experience is I have gotten everywhere from like being a good person to everyone. And that's not just like kissing ass to the boss. That's like, you know, being nice to the people who work in different departments, being, ni- you know, being nice to everyone, leaving a good impression on everyone and also like making valuable connections. My first internship in New York was at literally the most random company. It was that company that my mom sold, et cetera. It's like a company that older women like sell out of their houses, but it was based in New York. And at that time, like I had no experience. So my mom, I was able to use like her connection to get an internship there, but it wasn't really like, a cool fashion company, but I had the best time and I met the best people and the fashion industry is so small. So like people that I worked with there, like, you know, had come from like really big companies or like, you know, were connected with big companies and new people worked with this one, worked with this one. So it's like, you never know who you're going to meet and who, yeah, know. <laughs> excuse me. And- that- no, no, you're fine. And you also never know where somebody's going to be like in three years from now, you know, like you never know who you interned with or like who you worked for. Like they might be starting their own company in three years and want to hire you as their chief marketing officer. You know, they might be working at your dream company and can get you an intern. You just never know. So I think just like networking, making strong connections and just being nice to everyone was like, I just learned that. I made so many like great connections through those small, which I think, you know, not only was that a great lesson to learn, but I think it also like sparked like even more my like love of the industry and just being a part of that community.
0: I think in general too, just that's like kind of what this podcast is all about is just like how easy it is to actually be a nice person. It's so much easier than just, making the effort to be mean and just not putting in any effort. And I think that's a really valuable lesson that you just shared with us. And so my next question for you kind of goes on to like the internet side of you sharing yourself on the internet from your Style with SoCo account. Um, Was there any fears that ever came with putting yourself out on the internet with just the Instagram account to
1: start with? Honestly, yeah, I think when I was starting the Instagram in high school, like it was a little like, ah, like, this is embarrassing. But, you know, and I think I actually when I experienced the most like because I always it was always my second account. So it was always this like thing where, you know, The people that like my close friends followed it or like other fashion people. So I noticed that like I felt so much more comfortable like posting on there than like I did like so much more myself, honestly, and just like posting about things that I liked on there versus like my personal account. Um, But I think because like I always had that safety net of like, oh, okay like not everyone follows this. Like I wasn't like that scared of it. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just over the years, I got more and more comfortable. And then when I started to TikTok, like, I really, like, I really didn't give.
0: Yeah, so that's my next question for you. So yeah. TikTok, we all know, and we all love it. Uh, that is, like, where your brand is right now for yourself. Um, I think it was, like, that first video that you made on the plane with your mom. And yep. you were, like, I'm finally doing it. And now you have, like, around 50,000 followers. And you're sharing your life. You were moved to New York you started a big corporate job, and you're just overall growing as a person. Did what how did this help you overcome any fear about not caring about others opinions as you started to kind of really actually share it with the world and not just people who knew you personally?
1: Yeah, so like I, you know, I remember when TikTok first came out when I was at school. I was at senior year and um. We had just been told we had to leave school for COVID, and I remember calling my dad, and I was like, "When I get home, we're making TikToks all day long. Like I'm forced." And you rem- you probably remember my family's like COVID. Yeah. TikToks. We we had a couple of our like I was really, but that was at the time that was really <coughs> sorry, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> that was at the time when really like the only thing on TikTok was like dancing and Charlie Danelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And it was so fun and like, whatever, I did it all through COVID for entertainment. And then when I moved to New York, it was great timing. Cause that was really the time when, you know, more niche content was picking up. Like, yeah, it was on the come up. Yeah. People were starting to post more than like, okay, dancing and comedy, but like, okay, maybe there's like, there's food content, there's fashion content, you know, there's all these different, like whatever. So I just, like, made a montage of, like, moving to New York, um, made a montage of moving to New York, and it went pretty viral. It got, I think, like, hundreds of thousands of views, and, uh, you know, it was a really cute video, but it was also, like, great, that was, like, you know, I had seen a couple of, like, New York influencers before I moved, like, people sharing their life in New York, and I'm, like, I've kind of been doing this my whole life, like, I can do this on TikTok. Like, you know, so then I posted that and it went viral. And then I started getting, you know, comments like, how did you get here? Like, you know, can you show more vlogs? Like, what is your job? Like, what is this? So I kind of just like rolled with it and just started making videos. Like, it was so, yeah. like, I just kind of started making more videos. I, you know, started figuring out what worked for me, what didn't work. And at this time, in life, it was, you know, I moved to New York during COVID. So even though I was in New York and I had a few friends here, you know, I wasn't like socializing, like there was no going out at night. There was, it was very like quiet in New York. So I feel like TikTok like really helped me. Like I did so much like exploring in New York, checking out new places, and I would like share it on TikTok. And just I feel like that whole era, like I really, you know, learned about myself and started building up this totally. and I also just, I think at that point, I really didn't care. Cause like at that point we had been through so much with COVID and.
0: Yeah. And I want to go back to that real quick is just like piggyback on what you said. How did it affect your mental health? Um, change it. Like, how has that changed since moving to New York plus the pandemic at the time? Because I've always known you to be like doing something, working, yeah. go getting. And so the, that I'm, I would say I'm pretty similar to you. And the pandemic was really hard for me being just kind of being to sit down and I know that your goal was kind of always to move directly to New York and you had that you had that graduation at home and all of that so how did that affect your mental health
1: it's such an interesting question because I actually I at the time I was like at the time I'm very much a person too who is like a hundred and fifty percent in to whatever stage of life I'm in. So at that time, I was full Tulane. I didn't give a shit about New York. I was like, I didn't want to think about moving to New York because I was like, Tulane, whatever. Tulane's going to be over. And I, you know, unintentionally, I kind of got ripped away from Tulane. Like, I was like, had this wishful thinking that COVID was going to last two weeks. Like, I really, really was convincing myself. And, you know, then I was home. I mean, you know, I did that whole tie-dye business. Um <laughs> <laughs> forgot about the
0: tie-dye business yeah
1: I had a whole tie-dye business which of course like me I can't not do anything so I did have a little tie-dye business going on but I was you know I think now I look back and I kind of miss that time because I think it like was one of the only times in life where like I was just like hanging out with my family I also like hadn't started a job yet I had no um like real responsibilities I think it was just like kind of this fear of like is, you know, life going to get better. And then when I moved to New York, I had such like an anticlimactic start to this thing that I was waiting for my whole life. You know, like I moved to New York. I also had to like move in with random roommates. Cause none of my friends were moving yet. I moved in the middle of COVID, you know, I got there. My mom's friend is picking us up from the airport. She's like, it's so dead here. It sucks here. I was like, great. Like, can't wait to be here. Like, yeah, you know, and I remember like me and my best friend who, She's from the city, my best friend from Tulane. I remember, you know, during COVID, we spent a lot of time together in New York and we would always be so like anxious just about like our social lives. I was like, I feel like I have no like social life. Like, you know, it's this awkward time after college where, you know, a lot of my college friends were in New York, but like there was no way to make new friends. And like, you know, there wasn't a lot of social life. Like it was a really hard time. And in the (laughs) moment, I remember you know, being so kind of anxious and just like, when is this gonna be over? Like, am I ever, like I moved to New York to like do things and meet people and like, am I ever gonna get to do that? You know, I was working completely remote but I really think now when I look back on it I'm so grateful that that is how I started my New York experience because that time I really took advantage of just to like do my thing like do the things i wanted to like i would walk around every weekend like even by myself just like walk around and explore and go to cool stores and just like get to know new york and you just know just embracing it embracing it and i continued posting on tiktok and then i guess then you know at that point i had started like making some friends online just because the same kinds of people we were following each other and but i hadn't met you know this was all like yeah. online like internet friends <laughs> and then you know after i had been in new york for about a year and got vaccinated that spring that summer i moved out of that first apartment i moved downtown to where i live now in with my best friend from school and at that time the city just kind of opened up also all of these influencer events started happening i started meeting hundreds of new people and like it was this whole new New York experience like it's almost like I had two different New York like moves which was yeah it was so exciting and I was so when that happened and I was like busy 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 like out at night meeting new people going to these fun events like I was actually so grateful that I had started you know in a way that originally seemed like the worst possible way to start but I was so happy that I had had that time to really like figure myself out before everything became about because like you know how it is with social plans when there's social yeah it's hard to actually take time for yourself to do those things um so Mm -hmm, I think it's just a sign that you know first of all everything is temporary like everything will pass and it's hard to think that in the moment, but it really is true. And, you know, to like, it, give yourself like grace in these situations, like don't put so much pressure on yourself. Um, especially if you're in a situation yeah. like, like, where there's not much you can do. And like, you know, I think just like appreciate the now that you're in and know mm-hmm. that like, totally is, um, and just, you know, Take I feel like
0: that's yeah I feel like that's really when you just kind of like hatched your butterflies like at that moment that like second round of New York for you like when it really opened up and was just like yeah. a moment for you to be like okay now I'm actually here and I'm actually ready to do this the right way and even though you were doing it a different way I feel like in the end it kind of it kind of like let you ground yourself just and like be like okay I'm actually here because that's a lot of adrenaline coming in. Like, okay, I've been waiting for this for my entire life, and yeah. now I'm here. And then it's so anti-climatic. Like, it's just, it's just happening, yeah. and it's not exciting. And yeah, totally. it kind of gave you that moment to just be like, okay, wait. It didn't. Ha- it doesn't have to be this big thing. I'd like it yeah. to be, but it doesn't always. And I think that's a good lesson to take out too into the world. Is just for people listening. Is it like doesn't always have to be this big. Yeah exciting thing just a new opportunity is a new opportunity and it look at where it's gotten you now and that's I kind of want to ask you now like okay explain to us the meaning of pink to you what pink means to you what it's done for you your life you Mm. are known of wearing pink everywhere every shade with anything literally anything and just kind of sharing it with the world like I'm sure you're looking around in your room right now just seeing everything pink
1: um (laughs) (laughs) Well I always like it was just like a thing like I said from when I was a young girl I always loved pink I wouldn't wear jeans now I'm wearing jeans so I've grown up I wouldn't wear my first pair of jeans had like pink silk in them because I wouldn't wear jeans it was just it was always a thing it was like always my favorite color I always I don't know it was just like always this like thing about me that was whatever. And then when I moved to New York and I started doing the whole TikTok thing and getting more into like, okay, taking pictures and doing outfits and shopping, I kind of just like embraced it. And I think I, I can't even remember who, I think somebody in New York was like, you're the queen of pink. So I literally just put it in my bio. I was like, this is what people are starting to like know me as. So I'm like, this what a is great a- thing. I was what like a this great was- thing to be known as Yeah. I was like, this is a great thing to add. Like now I feel like, you know, I feel like there's so much more like, you know, pink is like a big thing, but I also feel like, um, there's so much. Yeah. You started with
0: pink and you're growing.
1: Yeah. There's more to like my page than pink, but it is (laughs) a great thing that people identify me by. And I love it because, you know, people like, I feel like they get me like people, you know, even people I work with and people on the internet, like they'll tag me in things like, this is so you like something pink. And it's just, I think it's a great way to build personal brand. And now, you know, I also realized um, like when I moved to New York, that when it came to like finding my personal style, I was like, like, sometimes my mom would be like, you need more basics or like people like, I'm like, I don't buy enough basics, but then I'm like, okay. But for me, like a basic is wearing like a pink sweatshirt. Like, I like for me, I would rather buy a pink blazer than a gray blazer. Like, it's just for me, that's a basic. And I started embracing that. And I think overall, just like embracing these elements of myself that, you know, maybe I've always been there, but like putting them out there to the world, it's just like made me so much more confident and like just, you know, very Such a special like- thing. Yeah self-assured and who I am and like sharing that with people and being like, this is me. This is what I like. And if you don't like it, who cares? And I think, you know, it's just, and I think too, you know, well, I'm sure you're going to get to that later. I'll save it for later about the future.
0: But (laughs) yes, I was just going to ask you that. Um, so what are some aspirations for the future and how are you planning to reach those or just what What do you want for yourself? Because I feel like you have really gone through so many different stages, which you have kind of just shared with the world. And I feel like that's a really real thing. And people really, really enjoy that. And that's one thing that TikTok has grown to be is people being so real with everything in their life and just putting it on out there and just turning the camera on and hitting play and hitting stop and then posting it. So what are some of those
1: aspirations for you? Yeah. So I think like, I'm so grateful for like, you know, I just feel like this life that I have now is just, it's such a, and I think it's just such a sign to anyone watching, like be loud about the things you love, like follow your dreams. Like you can, you know, you can make shit happen for yourself. And like, when I look at, you know, my life now, it's such a manifestation of kind of everything that I've ever wanted, you know? And I think Now I'm in a place, you know, I've always wanted to work in the fashion industry. I have an amazing job that I love at Bloomingdale's. I have this whole TikTok thing, which is so fun too. And the two things just kind of align really nicely together And I feel like my community in New York, like I have all these like friends, like even in college, I didn't have a ton of friends that were as into fashion as I was. And like, I've just made so many friends, like lifelong friends at this stage of life, which is so cool. And, you know, I feel so grateful to be surrounded by, by so many like hardworking and creative people all the time. And, you know, I really enjoy at this point in my life, having both things. A lot of people ask me, and I think a lot of people ask people in general, like, why don't, like, don't you want to do content full-time? Like everyone thinks that like being an influencer is like, you know, this end all be all thing. And I absolutely love it. I love posting on TikTok, but I will tell you something. I hate posting ads. Like I, I don't, I like posting because it's fun for me and it's a way to express myself, but I don't, obviously, like if I got a million followers, like obviously if I became Alex Earl overnight, I would right. with it, but that's not as realistic. And it's really, I really like having both. And I think, you know, I care so much about fashion and like actually like real fashion, like not just influencer fashion, like, you know, runway shows and what's going on in the industry. I don't think I could like leave the industry to like just do social media, Um, And I think my end goal, I don't know how soon or how far away, um, you know, my end goal is to turn my personal brand into a real brand and a real like physical clothing line. Maybe it's a clothing line, you know, I'm still kind of figuring it out, but um, I just think all of this stuff that I'm doing is like kind of leading me. Yeah.
0: I think you're on the perfect track. I think you have really set yourself up in a way where you have all these different things, and they all kind of lead to the same thing, and they all are kind of just like pieces to this puzzle. And I think you're like still kind of putting together the puzzle. And I think that's just like should is honestly a great metaphor for like what you're trying to do and where you want to go. Um. So I just have a couple more questions for you, um, which kind of goes with fashion, and I, I can already assume who you're gonna say, but who is someone that inspires you and why?
1: I think, I feel like you know, I, I'm going to say my mom. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: Suze, I know you're listening. You're
1: welcome. I'm gonna say my mom because my mom, you know, you could have a whole podcast episode on her, but my mom started her career at Bloomingdale's as well. And she was not in fashion for a bit. And then she got back into fashion and now she owns this Amazing store in Seattle. It's literally like my favorite store in the world, and I just see her. She like works her ass off. Like she's working now that she's an empty nester. She's working like she works more than I do. She works nonstop. She has. She such really a, does. She has she's such, always there. Yeah, she has such a successful business. Her business is like blowing up. They're killing it. Um, and I just I think she inspires me because you know. She's so successful in her career, but she also I love how she really uses fashion as a way to like impact people's lives. Like she just spreads so much joy to people through, you know, her store and through fashion and through beautiful designer items. And, you know, it just brings people joy. And that's really, you know, that's really what I love about fashion. I think for me and so many others, it's such a happy Joyful thing, and it also is just a way for people to express themselves and you know share themselves with the world and be confident and feel amazing.
0: It's such a special thing that you know you kind of were able to get from your mom, who is such a positive person and is always inspiring other people. And now I feel like you're kind of doing that for people who watch you, which is such a beautiful thing because I feel like for you, it really came out of nowhere, even though you loved it and you were keeping up with it. A kind of the the following and the people wanting to watch and like the asking of the questions and just people like wanting to see what did Sophie get this week or what did yeah. she do or like wow. but like you are the only person I know that has found head co- like covers for the Apple headphones and yours are pink you know yeah. like there's just the little things with you that yeah. I'm always not surprised about but I'm like She just keeps going. And I think that's something so special about you is that you just always go with it and you just always kind of keep smiling on your face and just, you kind of roll with the punches. And that can be a really hard thing to do. And I can assume it's probably harder in New York as well. Um, (laughs) So what would you want family and friends to know about how to best support a loved one struggling to find their true self?
1: You know, I think, you know, it's really important just before I even get to that question to know that like you know people always say you never know what someone's going through but it's so true um you know I think with me even though like on the outside too like I think I really struggled when I there was a period in New York where I was really unhappy with my job not now I got out of the job but it was hard having this whole like social media presence because everyone was like, Sophie's thriving. Sophie's thriving. And I was like deeply unhappy. Like I was not happy. I was not doing that well, but you know, I think it's just like, you never know what so- someone's going through nowadays. Like so many people's lives are on the internet and we compare ourselves so much. And it's very rare that we actually like, you know check in on people. How are you? You know, our friends that are doing well, like, how are you doing? Like, how are you feeling? And I think to answer your question, just like checking in on the people you love and asking them about what they're passionate about, like asking them questions like, Hey, like, you know, how's work going for you? Like, are you doing what you love right now? Like, you know, what are your favorite, like, just Asking people and showing interest in people and showing interest in what people are interested in, I think is really important. It goes a long way. It goes a long way. And, you know, I think a lot of people feel scared like all the things we've talked about to be their true self, because it means like putting themselves out there in a way that they haven't before. And I think all you can do um, is we, Am I answering your question wrong? Yeah.
0: No, no, no. You're doing perfect.
1: I think what like, <laughs> you to do is just like show support to people and cheer people on and, you know, cheer everyone on. Even if someone's trying to do the same thing as you, like cheer them on as well. Um, I think there's room for like everyone. There's, I've seen through TikTok that literally there is a niche for everything. There is literally room for anyone. And I yeah, absolutely. Like, like cheering on people as they go, but also like mental health and checking in on people. Um, I think, you know, it's really easy in our day and age to just kind of like keep moving through life with your friends and stuff. But I think it's important to take a pause sometimes and be like, hey, like, how are you actually doing? Like, you know, what's going on in your life? What are you excited about? What are you? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I think establishing those kinds of relationships with people is just you know it helps you it helps other yeah people. and it's
0: so important especially in today's day and age and how I kind of end all my podcasts is I ask the person and especially if you're new and you're listening for you Sophie why was it worth it to continue to put yourself out there continue to be your true self and are you just are you proud of yourself and yes.
1: can I pick pull up a quote yes please Well, to answer your question, you know, I, one of the reasons I keep going with all of this is because like, I owe it to myself. And like, I think something I've learned from doing all of this and, you know, doing all of these great things. And I also see, I have so many friends who are doing like such cool things. I'm like, I've really realized from being here that you have the power within you to do anything you want. And that's the hard part is cause like, you know, you know, you have it in you and like, I know I have it in me and I get really stressed when I think about these bigger projects that I want to accomplish, but like, you have it in you, you just have to do it. And that's the hard part of life. So, you know, I keep going because I know what potential I have and I want to get there and I do it for myself because, you know, I want to like, you know, fulfill these dreams that I have for myself, but also, sorry, I just had to pull up this quote.
0: No, I'm so glad oh. you are. And I think to while you pull that up to piggyback on that, I think it's so important and for other people to see too. Like, I just want to kind of applaud you. It's like, it gets, it takes a while to get to a spot where you're like, I'm doing it for me fully and only for me. And I think a lot of times when People are going to college or they're not pursuing something they really want to. They're like, oh, well, I'm doing it because my parents want me to do it. Or I'm going to this because my friends want to do it. Or I'm going to join this club because everyone else is doing it. And I know you're honestly, you're in a new, a different stage, but I still think it's so important and honestly so commendable to be like, you are at a spot where you are doing it fully for yourself and you, that's why you want to do it and you're not doing it for other people.
1: Exactly. And I think it's so easy to, to be like, oh, it's too big of a dream. Like, you know, it's, you know, I don't need, like, I think a lot of people and a lot of people are different, you know, not everyone is driven and that's okay. You know, everyone has different like levels of success and what success means to them. But I think like to anyone watching this, just know, like, you know, you have it within you and, you can do it if you want to do it. Like, just like my mom says to me any day that I get upset and I'm like, oh, like I complain. She's like, just keep moving. Like I just keep moving. You, you've, you keep doing it. Like you just keep moving forward. But really what I wanted to read is this little quote from this life coaching book that I have. Um, Cause it really sat with me. But the quote is, there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine. We are born to to make and manifest the glory that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our light, our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And I love that because... I, growing up, you know, I dealt, I think I dealt with a lot of like jealousy and just, I was a little bit shyer. I thought sometimes like I had to dumb myself down to make other people feel better or just like not to take up so much space. Like, you know, like that's mm-hmm. kind of, totally, especially as girls, like, you know, that's kind of how we're taught is to not fully shine our light because it might upset people. And reading that and also just like over the past few years I feel like I've really let my light shine and like yeah that's great and it's brought me so many great opportunities but I think at the end of the day when you let your light like by you doing this podcast like you're making a difference in so many other people's lives and you're inspiring other people to do the same and you know what always makes me so happy is when someone you know will dm me and be like you inspired me to like wear more color you inspire like your page is so inspiring like when you shine your light and be yourself to the world other people feel like okay i can do this too and that's like really i think the bigger purpose of like why i keep doing this is because you know i feel like i have something to share and it can help other people
0: yeah and i think that's a perfect way to end the episode i think that is so true and honestly, such a good quote. And I'm even going to have you send that to me so I can put it in the um, bottom so people can read that. But thank you so much, Sophie, for coming on here. I really, really appreciate you being here and being able to share your story. And I'm so excited for everyone to hear it.
1: Yay, me too.
0: Thank you again so much, Sophie, for joining me on Fight For You. Your story is powerful, unique, and inspiring to those listening. I want everyone to remember that you are heard, seen, and understood. Thank you guys for using your voice to take one step in the right direction. You can find all the hotlines in my details, and my messages are always open if you need a friend or just to talk. I'll see you guys next week. Make sure to like this and share this with a friend. I'm so happy you're here.